All right, we're here. We're uh, we're back. We're for the uh, next episode of uh, Does It Hold Up? And we're I'm here with my brother, as always, Matt. How are you, Matt? Uh, hello, hello, Jeffrey. Hi. Welcome I'm here. Ba- welcome back to the show. Thank you. It's thank you for for having me. Yeah. As always, it's, funny. it's 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 nice to see you here. It is nice to see you here as well. We're not actually looking at one another, no, but I, it is. I, it feel I, like I'm looking I, at you. I'm staring into just staring into the void, imagining your face. Well, that's I don't know how I feel about that, but I'm I, if it's making you feel better, not in a creepy way. Okay, not in a, why I'm, do you why do you gotta go creepy? With I didn't that? go I creepy. creepy. I said I don't know how I feel about it. So we're gonna okay. we're, we're gonna move on from that. the mo- The movie we're talking about uh, today is uh, Stripes with Bill that's Murray. Right. Stripes, and uh, I gotta tell you. I'm I'm excited to talk about this one because we may have some controversy on this. But before we get into it, mm. uh, Matt, as always, why don't you oh, tell everybody, give the summary of what they uh, are missing with Stripes. Yeah, okay. Well, first of all, I just want to say this is, I'm discovering my least favorite part of this podcast. For some reason, the right out of the gate, the thing that I find most difficult is just distilling the movie down to a, a, uh, a simple description. And I find, and I don't know, I mean, no, I mean, nobody has heard these episodes yet. I don't know if they ever will, but so far I feel like every episode, this is the part where I, I, I drop the ball. I don't, I don't think so. I think you, I think you perfectly I, I, encapsulate most of the movies that we've talked about. I, I don't know. I feel like because it's a weird thing because I usually, I can sit here and I can pontificate about film theory and, you know, like visual aesthetics and all that stuff. But if you ask me to like describe a movie, like I literally just watched in just manageable terms, I it just, I can't do it. And it's like, uh, yeah, well, uh, stripes. Uh, what's the, what's it called? Who who was in it? What's uh, oh yeah, Bill Murray was in it, and when it uh, and I just I don't know. I I feel like I have a hard time describing the films, but I'll I will do my best. Um, stripes is a film. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be judging <laughs> you the whole time. This I'm is so, there's no way to get around this. Now this I'm is judging so you. So stupid. Yeah. No, like seriously, I can't tell. And this happens every time. <laughs> I just feel like I have to address it because because you're like Matt. Why don't you go ahead and sum this up for me? And for whatever reason, I just I'm like like I feel like if we look back, if listen back to these episodes, my descriptions of these movies are just like the ramblings of a mentally deficient person. Um. I don't but, think so. How about this? I'll take the I'll take the, I'll take the lead. Yeah, on you this do one. it this time. All right, you do it this time. I'll, I'll, yes. I'll, with that with that lined up, I will I will take it. So, Stripes is a uh, a movie about two. Uh, I don't want to call them degenerates, but they are um, they are struggling to find themselves uh, in struggling. in the economic world. That is the early 1980s, late 1970s. Uh, we have Bill Murray and we have uh, Harold Ramis, the two main characters, and they are—I uh, don't know if you'd call them hippies or—they're not really hippies. They're just kind of uh, guys that have well, that's, fallen on their on hard times. By right their own away, choice. that's a funny. I'm just gonna say, I won't, I'm sorry to interrupt, but like the the fact that you're 
like questioning whether or not to call them hippies is something that I, I, I myself was sort of preoccupied with this movie was how to define this generation of like comedy. And, and I realized that they're not, they aren't quite hippies. They're actually like hippie adjacent. They're like the post hippie. They're like, they were like just too young to, to be drafted in Vietnam, but they were old enough to like have grown up in the sixties and, and be sort of indoctrinated into like the hippie culture in a way. Yeah. They have this kind of don't trust anybody over 40 kind of vibe where it's like this kind of anti age kind of, you don't know what you're talking about vibe, but without all of the, uh, you know, uh, sixties revolution kind of flower power, you know, all that stuff. It's kind of the dirty grungy seventies, but they wanted to be in the, to the sixties type of vibe. But, we right. digress a little bit. Sorry, so, yes, I'm sorry. They, they, they're struggling, and they decide for some reason that the solution to their problems was to join the army. And mm-hmm. so these two join the army, they go through basic training, and uh, they struggle mightily, and they uh, and hilarity ensues, and antics, and hey, whatnot. That's my, and, that's my line. And yeah, and that is that is it in a nutshell. And um, we can dive into the actual movie, but basically, that is the premise. Two two guys who are kind of misfits join the army, and hilarity ensues. That's the premise of the movie. So, Matt, what was yeah. your first take? How about this? I now I've described it. I'll give you what was your mm. general feeling of the movie. Mm. Okay. Well, honestly, this okay. Um, so this one was this one was interesting. I my honest assessment of stripes or my feeling that the stripes occupies a place in my mind in the same kind of space as Caddyshack, which is these are two movies released around the same time in the early eighties with a lot of the same people, same, you know, creative talent, writers, directors, actors, um, that who most of their movies I'm very familiar with, but for whatever reason, this one, Stripes and Caddyshack, I did not really watch frequently growing up. In fact, I don't think I've only seen Caddyshack all the way through twice. I think in my entire life. Oh, that's just and you, I don't understand. Like that. that okay. I, well, that and, know, I knew, yeah. and I by the way, I knew this was going to be a point of contention. Yes. But so there's that. But in Stripes, I didn't. I don't think I ever actually watched Stripes until I was like in high school, like on VHS. And I and I watched it a few times, and and I got to admit, this is one that I've gone back to several times, and it's never quite hit the mark for me. Didn't hold up. Completely agree. No controversy here. I I'm th- this one. Yeah. I I would I wouldn't even go so far as say it didn't quite hit the mark. I, I'm going to say this yeah. is and and it could be a generation. I mean, we're talking 40 years ago, over 40 years ago that this was made. That's, so maybe right. humor's just not where it is but see i would i wouldn't associate these two with caddy like i would not put caddyshack and stripes in the same genre or or even the same ballpark personally but i mean i feel about the same about caddyshack as i do about this to be honest really i'd see well i okay i know that's controversial that's that is a controversial yes with me yes it is very controversial we may end this show over this but that but but but, (laughs) might be the last then that's it oh we're done guys um uh he he hit the he hit the nuclear option and then then he and then i never spoke to him again (laughs) (laughs) 
It was weird. I had a brother, and then I criticized Caddyshack, and he, and then haven't spoken to him since. Um, the, but uh, no, I, I completely agree with you with the miss the mark thing. I, 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 you know what I think it is, and I wanted to laugh. Like I feel yeah. like the premise is there. I feel like mm. the the we know the chops. I mean, Bill Murray you know can deliver you know he can deliver oh yeah comedically I mean, so and and i felt like the setup was there like there was plenty of opportunity for you to be to, for it to be extremely funny and then yeah. i watched it and i just don't know if it's just too far removed like the comedy was too you know tied into that era and that kind of the feeling of whatever was going on in America at that time where it was funny then, right. but it, it, it just doesn't hold up, which is the whole point of like, that's what it kind of, this yeah. part of the reason why I was excited about talking about this movie is because I think for what our podcast is, does it hold up? I feel like this is the first movie that we watched that I genuinely feel just doesn't hold up to current. Like you can't yeah. watch it and really appreciate it. I don't want to say appreciate it. I don't know that it is as good now as it was then. Um, right. And I just don't yeah. know that you could ever get it back. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I, um, I, I think, well, I mean, this kind of it, there, cause initially it's funny because when we announced this as the next movie, I was a little disappointed. I was like, really, did I put that on the list? Cause I was like, I don't think I'm going to really have a whole lot to say about this movie. And the truth is I really, I don't have a whole lot to say about the movie, but, but, I, but it touches on a lot of things that I feel like, especially as far as this podcast podcast goes, it's an appropriate choice because it's, well, first of all, this is kind of like of the movies we've done. This is, this is the first real, like, you know, uh, 80s R-rated comedy, which is its own sort of genre. And this very much is a part of that 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 era. And so I was watching it, just trying to kind of figure out, you know, what is it about this movie that that kind of uh, that what 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 is what are the defining you know sort of characteristics of this movie, and how does it fall into the the history of you know 80s comedy and you know, I was looking at it and, and realizing, I think the, there's a few things to consider. First of all, I think it's important to note that this is, for all intents and purposes, this is really Bill Murray's first starring role, like major starring role. I think before this, he obviously he got his start on Saturday Night Live. That's where he became popular. And then his first movie role was Meatballs, which was also directed by Ivan Reitman, which I have to admit I've never seen. I have never seen Meatballs. Never um, seen it either. Don't even know what okay. it is. Not alone there. Yeah, it's no. it's like a summer camp movie, and but I've never seen it. But the vibe I sort of get is that it was Bill. It was Bill Murray's first like major film role, and but I feel like, and maybe I'm wrong. Um, maybe one of our, our maybe one of our many fans can uh, can let us know. Well, look, yeah, correct. we'll check that. We'll check the comments uh, there after this. Yes, but we'll take we'll take some calls later. Um, but I feel like Bill Murray in that movie is kind of like Belushi in Animal House, where it's like he's right. The kind of he's, it's a, it's a substantial role and like a showcase for his like talent. But if you really look at it, he's not actually in that much of the movie, and he probably worked for like a week. Yeah. So that's that's my feeling of it. But or so, similar so strike, to Caddyshack. In that way, I mean, right, Caddyshack exactly. was he was he became honestly he he was a small part of that movie, but 
but he mm-hmm. was so incredibly funny in that movie that yeah. he he kind of stole the show. But uh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. So Meatballs was yeah, his first. No, absolutely. So it was Meatballs and then Caddyshack and then Stripes, which is his first starring role. Like this is where this is the movie where he's like positioned to like, okay, we're we're going to we're going to take this this guy who's this very unique comic talent who we've utilized and these kind of wacky roles, we're going to try to turn him into like a movie star, into a leading man, kind of. And so I think in that sense, it's interesting to watch and see the beginning of like the Bill Murray persona that we now know we're all so familiar with. This movie feels very much to me like a, like almost like a testing ground or experiment. Yeah, like, beta test. And Bill Murray prototype. lead a movie. Yes. And... And I think in in certain in certain ways, I don't know. It's re- it's interesting because as far as he goes, I mean, I I would say it's successful because he's hilarious, and and like it just made me really kind of. I was watching this mainly when I was watching this movie. All I was really thinking about was him, and specifically, what is it about him that makes Bill Murray Bill Murray? And it's just like there is there is an effortlessness to what he does. He is effortlessly cool. Like he is like, like liquid, like he's not even like he, he doesn't, he seems so unaffected by the fact that he is in a movie with a camera pointed at him. Like he doesn't give a fuck. Like he really doesn't care. And he's almost one of the only actors I can think of who can get away with that. We're literally like in the majority of his movies, he is projecting this feeling of like, I am way too cool to be in this movie. (laughs) Like he it's, it's like, it's absolute irreverence. It's like, it's irreverence to the point of like, it's, it's in his makeup. It's not, and it's not like, (laughs) it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel like he never feels like he's trying to, it never feels like he's trying. It never feels like he's trying ever. He just is this guy and he's like totally irreverent. And I can see why the idea of putting that character in boot camp would be interesting, you know, or like that would be a great, like, what's the, I mean, what should we do with this guy? Irreverent anti-authority guy. Like, so where would be the ideal setting to place him? So it makes total sense. I just think yeah, it's a comedic setup yeah. worth, you know, yeah, yeah. Put that guy in and let's just let him go and see what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And I, and, but I just felt like I didn't quite really buy that his character would join the army. I just didn't like, even though they try, they, their, their way of doing it is that, oh, this guy has the worst day of his life. And one day he loses his job, his girlfriend and his car and like, and that, and so he's lost everything. And so he, but even still, I feel like there's no fucking way Bill Murray would join. Yeah, the well, army. like it's yeah. just, it's yeah. Well, not only that, but it's, 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 well, let's talk about that because I think the reason why the setup doesn't, not only is it kind of absurd and preposterous that Bill Murray or the character that he's playing, mm-hmm. um, would ever join the army it's not only that it's that the setup for it it the even that that worst day of his right yeah as you said bill first of all bill murray shows no emo- like he's effortlessly cool and nonchalant mm-hmm. and like i shouldn't you know yeah. so i don't buy that he's all that worked up and you know because right. even when his girlfriend leaves out the door 
he's making yeah. jokes and kind of like, and he kind of falls back in this kind of like, well, you know, yeah. I'm just, you know, I, I like unaffected by it. And, and, um, so like, I don't buy that he's really like, he's hit this, you know, low point in his life where he has to do it, which is the, the, um, not the premonition, the, the, the setup basically for the, Right. For the movie, the premise. the premise. Thank you, thank you. I knew it was a pre word. Um, the premise for the movie is that he's he's done it. Not only that, he says he lost his job. He didn't lose his job. He quit. He literally he, right. he got so upset with an old lady that That's he parked true. the he parked his car in the middle of the of of whatever bridge that is. Yeah. <laughs> walked across, which I thought one of the funnier things was him just walking across the bridge and just like yeah. standing in front of, and at a moment I'm thinking, is he going to jump off the bridge? What What's going on here? And then he just like smiles at his keys and just tosses them yes. into the, into the, into the, yeah. uh, to the river, the Hudson there. And so, I mean, I thought that was one of the funnier things. Uh, then his car gets repossessed, but even then he doesn't seem that. And, it, and he drops. It. And I got to say <laughs> one pizza. of the most, okay. Yeah. yeah. So upsetting. Oh, it upsets. Was, oh, it bothers me so much. It oh, it's and it's so run much. over and yeah. it runs over the pizza. I'm I that oh. that was that was just I, again another like the girls just want to have fun. Another upsetting pizza moment. Yeah, which is maybe another tally we should be taking. Yes, um, of, of pizza. Yeah, that was, of pizza moments. Yeah, no, I I'm, I'm right upset. there with you. When it fell on the ground, I was like, oh. I was like, God, that's just awful. It's like so. It's just a full Make thing of pizza. Like I'm thinking to myself, yeah, I, know he's, he's, I know it's your car, but just set the pizza down. You don't have to let it flop yeah. on the ground. It was just so Ugh. awful. Oh, God, maybe that's something in our upbringing that we need to examine a little Absolutely. further. Is why we're so mortally offended by pizza being used in in improper ways. Listen, I I think that especially for our generation like late 80s into like early mid 90s pizza was like it was it was like almost like a a, a another character in these movies yeah. it was such a it became such a huge part of culture and there's so many i'm sure oh. we'll touch on this later but that is definitely a theme we will have to, pizza is a theme well what do you think pizza of, is a theme what pops into my head as a young person growing growing up in the late 80s early 90s mm-hmm. and yes. pizza what i i think of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles yes. and the and the and the and yep. the the uh, you know just absolute you know obsession yep. they had with pizza and it became this whole I, thing yeah at that point I mean not that pizza wasn't a a big thing prior to that but I think but it became a pop culture thing right I mean I feel like I wonder pre Ninja Turtles I mean obviously pizza has been awesome since the day it was invented but did it have the same in cultural impact pre ninja turtles question I mark i don't know that's something worth examining i'm sure some but of our older fans I, I i'm sure some of our older fans will will write in and talk about how how naive i had pizza young. in 1952 <laughs> and oh, it was great then. frank sinatra had pizza and that's when it became big but um you know <laughs> right but no i'm i'm here to tell you old person that's listening. It wasn't Frank Sinatra. It was Leonardo, no Donatello, Raphael, and Michelangelo. The Teenage yeah. Mutant Ninja Turtles. Those are the ones. And then Macaulay Culkin and Home Alone. Macaulay, so. yes, you and I. But then again, we grew up yeah. watching the same things. But yes, Macaulay Culkin, yeah. Home Alone, boom, pizza. That's where it became the 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 thing. So, 
we're Absolutely. way off topic. Clearly, stripes did totally. not stripes did not grab our attention strong enough because this, I mean, this podcast is already off on the totally different topic. It's off. It's off the rails. Pizza takes everything off. The rails. I, I, okay, returning I, to returning the to the movie. But I I, I say that uh, with you know I I was disappointed because I again the the character or the actors in this movie are really good and comedically they're just fantastic. Yes. They all go on to do great things. Terrific. Bill Murray, yeah, terrific. John Candy is in this movie. Yeah. Um, Harold Ramis is in this movie. Yeah, um, Judge Reinhold even is in this Judge movie. Judge Reinhold, yes, absolutely. Judge Reinhold is in this movie, and which it, is great. Yeah, and the great Warren Oates, who is probably like the best thing about this movie. I was like, Warren Oates is awesome. Warren he Oates plays is the, Sergeant, the, Holka. Sergeant Holka. And then who's the who's the uh, character actor who plays the uh, captain? The kind of oh, uh, John Larroquette. Yes, and I thought he was really good. Yeah. I thought he he, yeah, he plays he the great. sniveling kind of, you know, yes. um, you know, Kevin Bacon figure from Animal House. You know, kind of that kind right. of mm, I don't know what's going on type. Of he thing. yeah, he filled that archetype very well. Very yes. well, very well. And I just I, you know the movie, you know, and we can get into like, you know, there were some scenes, some of the female scenes which were. Don't hold up at all. It's well, just you know. I mean, that's a classic. I well, mean, it's an '80s thing. It's don't get me wrong. Yes. It's an '80s thing, and I get it, and and all that. But like, you okay, know, in the can 20s, we just let's cut right to it? We're talking about boobs, right? Right. We're talking about all the nudity, and we're talking about okay. the, the 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 you know kind of the way in which it's shot. It's not like you know. It's it's all. Especially, well, the, let's not gla- don't gloss over. I'm the not boobs, glossing okay? over anything. I'm listen, just saying that like, we're glossing over the boobs. We have and, children. And listen, that, listen, our fans are like fifty percent. Mo- I mean, yes, it is mostly 18. it is mostly unsupervised children that listen to this podcast. <laughs> but but I <laughs> I do have to say that one of my notes is boobs at eight minutes ten seconds. <laughs> that was I was cl- so I was clocking it was not a problem for me. I'm just going to say, I'm just going to put that out there. I did not find an issue with this um, at all. Um, but, but yes, it is, of course, it is, it, it is a trope. In fact, it was, I feel like if so much so that I feel like if you went to a movie in the eighties and there weren't boobs, you were like, it was a baffled. cartoon. You were like, you were like, what the, like, what the fuck? There was no tits. And they're like, uh, it was Oliver and company. <laughs> yeah. It, you know? yes, it was. It was Fifle. What are you I, talking about? They're, they're I, mice. It was, five, it was an American play. <laughs> where, where the fuck are the kids? What the fuck? <laughs> I, I, I just think. Like, I think. Why do they keep showing this mouse? I just want to see some fucking tits. That's that's that is rated PG. Like what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was a 1980s total thing where it was like that's all they did. But honestly, it's it's. Yeah. But it. I, I don't know about. It. You were fine with it. I don't think it holds up at all. I, I think I think I, I think yeah. I watched it and I'm thinking, all right. I, I, I you know, I, it's like but you're right though in the eighties though, if you can think about this, almost every single movie, R rated movie of any kind, it was almost like R rated was less about cursing and it was more about nudity back then. Oh, and yeah. it, like cause now it, it it you know you don't it's just I don't know it's just gratuitous it doesn't really it, it doesn't serve any purpose well, it's kind of like a pointless thing to do it, I didn't see how any of it like okay they go to a bar and there's the mud wrestling thing and then there's the awkward thing where the captain's looking through a I guess he's a pirate he's got a freaking eyeglass of like from you he's know 
right? He's got he like been, he doesn't have binoculars. Been, has, you mean the scene when he has binoculars and he's peering into the he, women's shower? Which am I not? Am I'm I remembering still, this incorrectly? He doesn't have binoculars. No, no. He has like a single oh, no, periscope. I remember the scene. I remember the scene very well. Um, but yes, binoculars, and I I'm I am fascinated by how that happened. How he was able to do that. The like what window what window into a women's shower right. is he peering through? Yeah, there's a women's the shower barracks. within that's what I want to know. Yeah, there's a women's shower within like forty yards of his office with, with an like open some window. Blinds that are not that even are open, blinds. It's just an open you, window. Yeah, I know there's no blinds. Like there's, it's just it's an open like, it's like, like there's just no like I don't know how they I don't might know as well have been showering fucking, in the open, out in the door outdoors. It was like there was I, nothing, I mean it might as well. I mean, it was just kind of like, yes. It, again, it, again, by the way, no problem with this. Yes, I know I you have no, no problem with it. I'm just saying it's gratuitous and it didn't need, it didn't serve any plot point. Like, the oh, guy, no. Oh, no. It, so, again, it's the, now the, the bar scene, I was actually more okay with the bar scene because that mm. felt, that felt like part of, I don't want to say the story, but I felt like it was more believable. <laughs> I agree. I agree. The, the mud, the mud wrestling sequence. Yeah, was was, that was really integral to the plot. I thought it was just well, it's not integral. Nothing was integral to the plot. I thought one of the 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 <laughs> best parts of the movie was watching Bill Murray ramp up yeah. John Candy. That was to, good, to yeah. go out. Like I thought that was pretty funny, and that was like Bill was Murray good. classic Bill Murray. And um, it, w- so it was. I, I thought I that was fine. I will say though, I I would like to challenge this notion that that um mud wrestling is somehow sexy um, oh it's not sexy i don't get no, this either i don't i, I, I don't I get mean, this I, either well i thought about this and i realized well the the 21st century version of this was created in old school where they're wrestling in ky jelly right which i'm cool with that like i can get behind that but the mud wrestling thing i was really interested because to me it was like okay what is i guess because I mean, I guess the whole thing with women wrestling is it's it's a it's like a primal thing of I mean, really, it's like it's I, I, I genuinely this is I mean, I'm go, this is going off in a tangent, but I was genuinely thinking about this. Like, what is it about like women fighting that is so like exciting for men? And I don't find I mean, it I guess exciting. The first thing is just that there's women involved. Which, I don't I don't, I don't I don't I disagree with the, the start of this premise. I don't find women fighting at all that intriguing at all like to me yeah. it's like i guess the concept of it but like it doesn't no it never no it's just it's the the whole premise is just ridiculous it's like put women in the situation and they fake it like yeah it, the whole part of it this is the thing that i find the reason why i don't think it holds up is because there's this no it's it, it it's the notion that like you're gonna put women in in this situation and that they're going to be like they're gonna fight but the whole thing the- is, they're gonna they're gonna fight until they until they fuck. That's right. the thing. It's like it's that's like the whole, that's the whole the, premise. Like, really? like, what's that connection? Like, right? It's like I hate you yeah. so much, but oh, I you know it, it, it doesn't really even work. And yeah. so it's like I, I don't. It. it doesn't make any sense. And the mud thing doesn't make any sense either. I think it's a cheap like yeah. The KY jelly thing from old school is because it's readily available and they had a bigger budget. So it's like put people in mud and that's cheaper and just whatever. I, I yeah, and it yeah, it it's doesn't make more, any it's sense. Just, it's more cost effective, and it's more it's more practical. You know, that's just my feeling. I think that um, I you know, and then 
the other thing that is, um, you know, and this is where I put my brain on too much in these comedies. Uh, again, listen, leave is, leave the brain at the door. I know, listen but to, I, I Dennis Quaid. I don't. I know leave the brain at the door. I, I, you, have knew, we learned nothing? Who knew that the first, you know, the second episode we ever did was going to be the premise that I needed to follow yeah. for the rest of this podcast, which is to leave my brain at the door. But I, 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 I couldn't. I'm watching this and i they're in the army right and they're and he's they're doing things and i'm like there's no fucking like i'm just it's again this is why i don't think it holds up is i just don't think the whole premise of it i just is kind of absurd you know and i and i but but to a point where it's not funny and it's like Right. Maybe it's well, because there was this belief that the army was this kind of, I don't know, bumbling. They had just well, lost Vietnam War, and it was like yes. maybe they're well, just like well, bumbling. I, yeah, th- yeah. This is the, that's the thing that really I was interested in was like because it made me kind of go, "Wow, this is like kind of a whole genre that doesn't exist anymore," which is like the boot camp movie or the boot camp comedy. You know, well, yeah, um, all of that army thing, you know, yeah. like there's all the there was like um, what's the Biloxi Blues by Neil yeah, Simon. There, well, there was a whole bunch. There was okay, yeah. so there was there was Stripes, there was Private Benjamin, yeah. there was Biloxi Blues, there was, but even like not necessarily comedically. Well, they the had 80s, Good Morning, Good, good Morning Vietnam. There was Good Morning Vietnam. Well, that wasn't really boot camp, but there was, but there was Officer and Gentleman. There was Full Metal Jacket. There was, but even in the '90s, there was like what's the major pain with oh Dan Ryan yes. and Renaissance Man with Danny oh, DeVito. That's, yes, that's another good I, movie. This is yeah. This or is maybe, a maybe it's a good is, movie. We should see if it holds up. Oh yeah, we'll probably get to that. But this is this is a genre of a bygone era of a certainly certainly a pre nine eleven yes. perspective on the military. Well, like, where you can make fun of me, Right. This made me go, and this is because it is interesting. This is early '80s, so this is post Vietnam, but cinematically, we're not quite ready to deal with it. You know, because eventually, like Oliver Stone does Platoon, and we get Full Metal Jacket, which kind of deals with. I mean, we did have Apocalypse Now, but like, it's. I feel like it's still maybe a touchy subject, and it it felt it felt weirdly like. I don't know. It was weird to think about. Like, what was the what was the what what was the the national feeling of the army in 1981 was it just like because the vietnam wasn't that too the specter of vietnam you know was still looming so like yeah i, don't I know don't, i just it, again i don't yeah. think i don't think you and i were, were definitely not old enough to really um, no. understand what it was and and what the feeling of it was and i and i just don't think the comedy holds up because of that i think you have to be of that yeah. era and kind of get and understand what you know what they're making fun of with that and i just don't like it does it just wasn't very funny to me like sergeant hulka's character uh who's the you know the, the drill sergeant you know is is kind of the stereotypical drill sergeant but he's not over the top oh, no you know? exactly i i was going to make that specific point in fact i really admired that about the movie that that Warren Oates, I mean, it's a testament to his performance, but also like Ivan Reitman's direction that he didn't, they didn't take that character because that could have easily gone way over the top and just been absurd. And like, but they really, they kept it grounded. And that's something that like Ivan Reitman, if you look at like his movies, like he does that quite a bit. Like he's good at keeping it, even in like Ghostbusters, he's good at keeping things 
grounded. Even like the the, the girl who played his uh, Bill Murray's girlfriend, I thought I really liked her. Roberta Layton was her name. She was, you know, we we did see her boobs, but that's irrelevant. But she, I thought she was really good and very believable and actually authentic when she leaves him. Like, and it didn't feel that scene to its credit. It didn't feel like over the top or anything. Yeah, I I I I don't know that I. I'm curious. I want to. I want to flesh this out a little bit with you. I. I. I don't know that I agree with this. I. I. Mm. You know. You. You. We've talked about it in the podcast before, like with. Um, uh, with. Uh, oh, the Dennis Quaid movie. What is it called? Um, Interface. Thank you. I wanted to say short Interstellar. circuit. I wanted to say short circuit. No, I wanted to say short circuit, which is crazy because it has nothing to do with that. But no, Interspace. You had said with yeah. Interspace that you were really appreciative of the director not leaving any um opportunities on uh yes on no uh, missed opportunities yeah there was no missed opportunities you didn't leave anything on the, on the table and i no. and i and i feel like in a movie like this i don't know that i see the benefit of keeping him grounded i mean you're mm. a comedy and he, at no point are they trying to make a social statement of any kind right. So I don't know that I agree with with him being just you know grounded. I do I I look yeah. I do agree that if that he that the actor gives a believable performance of a of a real um, drill sergeant, but yeah. but like that if that was the case, I would think that what he would be trying to achieve was you would see some growth in his platoon. Like you, there was no right. redeeming. There was no redeeming moment where, like, I guess the most redeeming moment is supposed to be Bill Murray teaching, teaching his platoon how to uh, march or toss the, you know, right. Do that. Like, I think that's supposed to be the redeeming moment where, like, he steps up and becomes the leader. Right. But then they oversleep, miss it, and then they just they don't even get dressed. Yeah. They just <laughs> they just march in, do this whole thing, mock the general to his face and he goes, that's the type of crack staff I want on my, you know, on my new EM 50 yeah. project. Like it's just, yeah. you know? And so I like agree. the even redeeming, yeah. like the, the, the thing that could be used for the, the kind of, you know, straight playing of, of Sergeant Hulka would be to redeem that group. But then the group didn't get right. redeemed by him at all. And so it's like, right. Well, I think, I think the problem with the, one of the problems with the movie, I think is that it's too long. Mm. it's two hours yes. long yes. in a movie that needs to be like one hour 40 or at max. Like it, it does not, in my opinion, the whole, the whole third act, which takes place in like, where was it in like Czechoslovakia or whatever? Well, it's supposed to be like in go, Italy, but then they're into Germany and then they take it to Germany and then they, but then the, the effeminate captain guy takes them into right. Czechoslovakia. So, right. Yeah, so that yeah, that whole thing where it becomes like a big rescue mission. I feel like By the I way, like, I just want to point out before we go yeah, into that, they they've completely yeah. ignored geography in this particular <laughs> piece of it. Like the, the distances between these places are not like they make it sound like it's just well, we just drove out of Italy and went straight into Germany. It was right, right there. I mean, they they go through right. they have to go drive through all of fucking Switzerland to get to where this is. <laughs> Czechoslovakia, by the way, Czechoslovakia is like fucking like way away you have to go through like this is before the fall of the berlin wall and the reunification of germany so like right. there's east germany 
there's West Germany, and if I'm not mistaken, Czechoslovakia is on the other side of West fucking Germany. So, like, <laughs> there's no concept whatsoever. I could be wrong. I don't remember my my pre-Berlin Wall world map all that well. Right. But I'm pretty fucking sure that che- I have been to Czech Republic, and it is on the other side of current Germany, which means you have to fucking go through West Germany. So, before you He's go any fucking- further... These fucking Hollywood people—they just do this, whatever they want. With, and, they play roughshod with geography. But maybe that was a joke. Maybe that was a joke that would have been funny in the '80s that I didn't get. Like maybe there's something that's like you're supposed to laugh at the fact that they're just nothing matters. But I, I, I don't. I didn't. Yeah, I was like, this knows. is just off. But I think the movie would have been better served to, to, to choose either the boot camp story, which should have ended with the big performance moments or the taking these guys and putting them in combat movie. Like, because there is a movie there and like, it was clearly, but it was kind of like they wanted to do both at the same time, but I don't think they, they blended too well. And I feel like, no, yeah, no. (laughs) I think that they should have, they should have kept it. I think just kind of, you know the the boot camp movie. It's too um, real. It, it, it again. It, I think it, I think you hit it on it with the straight playing of it. I think yeah. that the, the Bill Murray's character and Harold Ramis's character are doing things that are significantly like absurd, right? Like the things that they're doing. They're out there. They're really out there. But then everything around them is very straight, and so it's like. But not in that kind of like the office or like, you know, mockumentary type thing where it's like there's this exceedingly weird person and everybody else is like straight, like what the hell's going on type of thing. It's like, it's like almost like they don't see what's going on. They're just playing it as if they're not doing something that's completely absurd, which then makes you kind of go, oh, none of this really fits, you know, and you're just yeah. kind of like, like I yeah. wish they would have gone more absurd with. Like, like yeah, I thought the two characters at the the border of the Czech Republic fit really right. well because they're absurd. There's like these things happening, right. and I'm like, oh, that's comedically funny. I get it. But then they get into yeah. the main area, and it's supposed to be just a straight Rambo style fucking battle scene. But yeah. they're doing these stupid things, and yet the other people are in like complete formation, and there's tanks, and yeah. they're shooting things. And I'm like, what? What is yeah, going on whole- here? Well, the whole thing, I think, going back to kind of what I was talking about with Bill Murray, I think it as like with hindsight, I think now we can see that this this whole movie was kind of just a training ground or a testing ground for all of these comic like talents, because these are all people who came out of, you know, Saturday Night Live or Second City um, in Chicago and in Canada. And like, you know, these are like the whole Bill Murray, Harold Ramis, John Candy, people like Rick Moranis, Martin Short, you know, all of those people, Gilda Radner, they all came out of that. And this is the time when they are all like making movies. And I think, and this was Ivan Ray, I think this wasn't his first movie he was, he directed, but this is early in his career. And I feel like this, it all sort of eventually culminates with Ghostbusters. Yeah. Where it's, perfect (laughs) and especially bill murray bill murray and ghostbusters is like honestly it i don't know it might be like the greatest comedic performance of all time it's certainly top five in terms of somebody being 
so supremely confident and in his element it's it's just ridiculous but it's it's the the juxtaposition of that of him and his very particular kind of like irreverence and um sort of just whatever it is that he has juxtaposed with this this sort of hyper real this this like you know supernatural kind of thing right just it was just a combination of those things and and i and that movie i will say that ivan reitman i think because another one of the keys to that movie that doesn't get talked about is his direction of it which is he he knows how <laughs> we're to, already tangentially onto ghostbusters which is not what this i know is, but, but i feel fine, like it's, it's related because oh, I'm, I'm there with you go with it Go with it. Well, because we're never going to do Ghostbusters because there's no question that that movie holds up. So yeah, I'm it's going to hold. Yeah, like, no, I agree. So um, get it in now. <laughs> yeah. So, but I think in that movie, the thing that's great about Ivan Reitman's direction is that he understands that, like, what's happening in the movie is so crazy and high concept that I need to keep this grounded so that it's it's believable that these that these people are believable within these crazy circumstances, and I think more than most, like special effects quote-unquote directors he did an incredible job with that movie it's one of the reasons why it's timeless and why it will always hold up is because he knew exactly how to direct that movie yeah and i agree with Um, that but i think it's because the material you hit it on the head which is that the material of that movie was so out there that you it required some stability from your from the characters like you needed them to be very real against the unrealness of everything else that was going around. Because if, right. if, if they were acting, if they were acting crazy, like spastic with the other stuff, it just it doesn't it loses it. And I think that's yeah. where I think this in stripes it misses it is that right. is that Bill Murray and Harold Ramis's characters aren't doing things that are so spastic to go against a like like straight play of everybody else. It's just all all kind of middle of the road kind of type of thing. I don't know. It just doesn't roar. It just doesn't hold up, Matt. I'm just going to say yeah. it just doesn't hold up. And Yeah. Um, yeah, I know. I I agree. I I was I generally and this is the same it's the same thing I had because like like I said I didn't watch it growing up. As much as I would say I watched like a Ghostbusters or Animal House or Blues Brothers, like I watched those movies a lot. Right. But this is one. This was like kind of a blind spot for me, and I started watching it like, and I watched it like I realized like, oh, I've actually watched this several times, and I realized yeah. that like I watched it thinking I this should be great. Like, I want I to like it. More, yes. But it's it never quite. Yes, I want to love this. I want to love this movie. Like I yeah. want to believe that this movie is is great. Like I want yeah. to believe there's great that. parts and there's great. There are genuine laughs and a lot of. And I do love like. I mean, there's so many great. Bill Murray is is great, and, and I do think his kind of his there is a, a certain kind of joy in his like takedown of the seriousness and the discipline of, of military of the army and his kind of like totally irreverent kind of, right. you know, approach to it. That is really funny. It's just, I think they needed to build everything else around it a little more yeah. solidly, you know? No, I agree. Did you see yeah. any nuns? 
No nuns. No I nuns. saw no nuns. I didn't see any um, nuns either. Was looking for them. Didn't see them. Yeah, I was looking in the scene where they went to town for the mud wrestling, but there were no nuns at the mud wrestling. So. I, yeah, I didn't see that. I was looking for a nun in the in the audience when at graduation. I thought maybe we'd see right. one like maybe there'd know, be yeah, you know, a chaplain type thing with a you know the the you know a nunnery around the corner or something, or maybe in Europe. Yeah, there's a lot of maybe to see them right. Yeah, too. no, I thought surely in Czechoslovakia there would be a nun. Yeah, know. well, the Soviet Union they didn't believe in religion. That was anti. I guess, yeah, none of that. Um, yeah. All right. So well, I guess we're on the same page on this one. Um, yeah. Let's. Uh, I think you know. I think it's a. It's mostly in, uh, an important movie as being a showcase for the incredible you know, timeless talent that would become Bill Murray. And it was like his first starring role. And I think it's mainly interesting just to look at it and see like the evolution of him as a screen presence and comic performer. Uh, But as a movie in and of itself, I don't know that it's really quite worth. Yeah. I think we could do a whole nother series of movies where we could like watch uh, like great actors, like first Mm. go of it like just like what's their first movie ever type not ever but like their first leading role like this where it's like and let's see how they do and 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 then which is the one where they where they popped because like in bill murray's case clearly it was ghostbusters yeah that's that's where that's where he popped but then he had a run of just epic success because he has so many great movies from there on that like he's just you know wonderful this is this is the initial. Uh, this, this is the initial baby steps, as Bob Wiley would say. As Bob, yeah, as as exactly. Um, and uh, and I and I would say that um, you know, because I, I, immediately I'm thinking, okay, like what actors? I'm sure most actors probably. I don't want to say they struggle because you don't become you don't get more parts if you're like bad in a movie, but um, but I would have to imagine that it's it's common for for actors to not be as good as they uh oh yeah as they start but then i'm thinking well like al pacino's first movie was i think the godfather um and well i mean i think it was panic needle park but that's irrelevant but no i uh (laughs) this is this is where my brother this is this is where i show how much i don't know and my brother points out how much he does know no, listen. There, I mean, listen. Ed, Edward Norton's first movie was fucking Primal Fear, and he got an Oscar nomination. And it's like when it's an incredible performance. So, I mean, well, what was Robert De Niro's first movie? Oh, he's I, some. I did probably some movie Brian De Palma made when he was in film school. I think I don't like. He didn't. His Mean Streets was his 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 was when that's when De Niro popped was Mean Streets. But he had done a handful of movies before that, actually. So okay, um, but Mean Streets was the one. So maybe it's um, not. And Nicholson, maybe. and Nicholson, listen, before by the time he did Easy Rider, Nicholson had given up being an actor. He was just going to be a writer because he couldn't get parts. And then he did fucking Easy Rider, and he is, in my opinion, I think the greatest movie star of all time. So yeah, he probably. You're probably right. I watched a great YouTube video where Matt Damon was talking about uh, Jack Nicholson, and he said mm-hmm. he yeah. said that Jack Nicholson told him. He said, "Do you know why?" I'm such a good actor, and he says because I'm a good writer. Yeah, he's like I, I know how a scene should, should go, and so that when he ad libs, he knows where to stop, how many different places he could stop a scene, and he gives options. 
It's great. Oh, if you yeah. ever watch the YouTube clip, it's a freaking oh. amazing story that Matt oh, actually, Damon I've, does. I've, yeah, I've heard him talk. Yeah, no, he's. I it's, mean, it's amazing. He talks about The oh. Departed, a scene that he did in The Departed with. Oh. With oh yeah, Nicholson. he pulled all kinds of crazy shit on that movie. Yeah, and it's like, and Nicholson is is yes, I agree. He's one of those uh, one of those guys that's just you know. Amazing. He's my favorite. If if I got if I got to pick one, like, and I'm talking, you know, Bogart, whoever. Like, honestly, I think I'm going to go Nicholson if we're talking movie favorite stars, actors, like our best, yeah, biggest movie I mean, star. Well, well, yeah, I mean, not necessarily actors, even though he is one of the most brilliant actors, too. But if we're talking like purely movie stars, like, all movie, encompassing like, yeah, movie, movie star, big screen, like you like the whole package. It's got to be Nicholson for me. I, oh, I, just, I, 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 I Sean Connery all day. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How do you fucking say? Eh? <laughs> I don't listen. Caddyshack, Connery... you start this fucking podcast with a negative comment on Caddyshack oh, and you're no. going to end this it is the end. you're going to end it with a eh about Sean fucking Connery listen this yeah. is how what the fuck I mean Jesus I don't I love I love him I just I don't share I didn't I I personally didn't realize you loved him so much <laughs> what are well, we no, talking you, about until fairly recently you can disagree with me but an eh on Sean fucking Connery? I mean, he's Sean Connery. Like, yeah, every... I know. Oh. I know. I'm gonna. Oh, it's going to be an F for me, though. Sorry. <laughs> it's just... Oh, my God, Matt. I don't know what to agree say. Agree to disagree. We can, oh, you know, yes. but you know what we, we can both we agree, agree on agree. is that stripes didn't hold up. That's what we, we can do. agree We on. agree with that. That's okay. All right. Well, I was going to say... <laughs> I don't know. I can't even end this freaking podcast. I am you so, can't even speak to me anymore I'm now. It's like, like very upset. Who, who am I? I don't know. Um, all right. Well, okay. So we're going to end it on that because I can't talk to you anymore. Um, the, we should do a Sean Connery movie next. To, to, maybe. To, we're gonna, to, <laughs> why? So I can like, listen to you talk to me about how it was just eh? It was mediocre the, the whole gap. time? <laughs> Did Sean Connery and Jack Nicholson ever do a movie together? Oh God, no, 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 man, no, no. Oh God, no, no. So I don't know no. why I said it like that. No, no, not the, not some. No, I don't believe they did. No, no, because I the no. first person when you said big movie star, the first person that came to my mind wasn't actually Sean Connery. It was Harrison Ford. And oh, um, okay, well, okay, yeah. Like, listen, if we're, if we're talking about of like our childhoods, like Harrison Ford would be. I mean, like he's... my childhood, like for me, my childhood cinematic hero is Harrison Ford for sure. Yeah, but let me ask you this. Okay, so d talk about actors who had like the best roles, like the mm. just iconic roles. And I feel like yeah. Harrison Ford getting to be Han Solo. Oh, yeah. And fucking Indiana and... Jones. Like, yes. I just feel yeah. like you've hit the <laughs> jackpot as, yes. as, as, well, as an actor when you hit those two roles, uh, uh, right? 100%. A hundred percent. If we're talking about that specifically, that kind of like, not just movie star, but like, like in terms of playing these characters that are iconic and, you know, have their own franchises and all that stuff. I mean, I mean, yeah, nobody can touch Harrison Ford. He's the king. I mean, those are the two, like straight up, I would say those are probably the two coolest like male I mean, characters other than in, James Bond and Sean uh, fucking Connery, yeah, but, Sean but, Connery. <laughs> but, yeah. but yeah, um, we can, 
And then they and then they they played father and son. That is why I love that movie. That is one of my favorite movies. Is the the dynamic between the two of them is just you've got Indiana Jones and fucking James Bond in the same goddamn movie, and it works, and it is so great. Um, Incredible. All right, so we've 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 patched things up. We're now on on the right thing. We found our common ground, which is Harrison Ford. We, you are yes, you are my you've back. You've been brought back into the family. Welcome back, okay. Matt. Harrison Ford yeah. brought us back together. Um, yes. All right, so we got to pick our next uh, our next movie, and we did eighties this time. So we're gonna go back to the nineties, right? Yes. 90s yeah, I, list. yeah. Listen, I'm not gonna lie. I'm always I always want to go nineties. I'm, I'm not that the eighties isn't great, but like the nineties is a fucking treasure trove. Yeah, I'm I know that, but I just feel like the nineties are gonna like there's there's so much nostalgia with us. I feel like those are gonna hold up. They're closer. Like I feel like in the eighties you're gonna get a lot more where, of these type stripes movies where we're like, wow, oh, what the fuck was going on with this? True. Well, yeah. Though I mean, I think by just by virtue of time we're going to get a lot more problematic issues yes. with the 80s. I yes, yeah. which is that's what are we doing this for? Just to, you know, so exactly. let's let's get into those. But we're on to the 90s on this time. So I've yeah. got to pick throw out a number, right? Okay? How many how many yeah. do we have? What how many movies um, are on this list? Let me see. The list is now at 162. 162 movies in the 90s. Uh yeah. and I'm going to go with 114. 114. Oh boy. 114 is none other than the Sandy Bullock vehicle. And uh mate perhaps, you know, one of the most cutting edge. Oh god, is it the net? Is it the net? Of the Yes, the net. Oh. The one and only the net. Oh, my, this is great. My overwhelming memory of this movie is seeing it, and our dad, our father, was just absolutely spellbound <laughs> by this film. He was like, "I, it is incredible what these what people can do with these computers. It is absolutely unbelievable." Did you see that movie, The Net, with Sandra Bullock? Can you believe what she's up to? Like these, these computers. I'm telling you, the future is in these computers. And our father, was, I, our father sold, did like he he he. Is this okay for real? Is IT, this yeah. when he joined that field? No, because I think is, what, what, what year this is this? Movie, what year is this? This is 1995. So is this this is post Speed for Sandra this, Bullock? Well, one year, one year after. This is like her. Yeah, this is her like first post-speed movie probably okay all right so yeah i mean i i think yeah dad was there yeah he was there he was there from like the 90s he was selling stuff then yeah but but that's I, I think, my only memory yeah well i yeah that, it's yeah he was spellbound by it yeah I, and we're gonna watch it and look it, i think probably in 1995 it was probably pretty uh i'm uh, sure yeah i mean but again it was a movie but um i mean independence day a uh, computer virus was enough to take down fucking aliens so yeah yes one that I was mean, with, that's, what we're, with that's what we're working with here, eight so. bit graphics too which is like yeah. yeah it was so i mean um all right the net i'm excited uh, this is gonna be this is gonna be good i have vague recollections of this movie i i feel like there's a I, the climactic scene is at I, like a 
as a at a conference or something like that. Oh, and, I I remember all, uh, literally all I remember is just how impressed our father was. But I think that the net that's, that's the, all I remember. Uh, the net feels like I'm I'm, I'm interested. I'm going to throw this out there for you, Matt. And when we re- reconvene mm. next week and we talk about it, I'm going to we're going to yeah. see how you feel about it. But I I feel like the net is an early version of Enemy of the State, just mm. with 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 Sandra Bullock right. as 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 the main character because I feel like if I remember correctly she's like like they like this force like erases her like yeah well they like they utilize yes they utilize like their special internet internet powers right to uh like discredit her and like smear her name that kind of thing this was a time yeah this was a time when this is when as house guests was the segue when identity swapping gave way to identity theft and right. then it all became a lot more murky and a lot more uh, dangerous. Yeah. So yeah. It was I a brave new world. Sandra Bullock brought us into a brave, brave new world. world. Yep. That's, that's what right. it is. So, um, all right. Well, uh, that's our show. We'll see everyone next, uh, next week with the net Sandra Bullock. And, uh, we'll, uh, we'll see how it goes until that time. Matt, say your catchphrase. Did I have? What did I come up with? You you had one. You came up with one last, last week. I don't remember what I forgot. I forgot it the second I said it.